Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 275 of Dude and the Monkey. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and I am not joined today by uh, Rebecca Foster because she's out doing something. So, fuck her. Um, and, uh, but I am joined by... Oh, I was expecting Noel to go. I don't know why. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am joined by... Ian Loring. And Noel Miller, who's here for not a comic book movie, he's here for review of A Star Is Born. He's our Lady uh, Gaga yeah. correspondent. He is our he is our I'm Gaga sorry. correspondent. Um, Gaga for Gaga. Yes. Uh, Lady so, Gaga. To be fair, to be fair, Lady Gaga, as I like to call her. Yes. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Um, yes. We we have reviews of. Uh, a Star is Born, uh, the Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga film. Uh, we, myself and Ian, uh, will be chatting the new Panos Cosmatos film, uh, Mandy, uh, which everyone seems to love. Prepare to hate us. Yes, prepare to hate us. Um, I will give. I will also give Becky's reviews uh, of, 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 of Mandy. I won't give a review of Star is Born because she wants to talk about it herself next week. Um, and we will be answering uh, Marcus's question uh, this week. We will. We promise we will. Uh, and we'll throw in some trailers and some tangents and some what we've been watching and, and other bits and bobs uh, along the way. I, I, I think we should do Marcus's thing now. Let's do it now. He's been waiting weeks, bless him. Let's do it. I, I shall let you read it out and then we shall discuss. Hi, guys and girl. Sorry, Marcus. Um... Enjoyed the Nunjuring episode. It made me want to watch a few horror films. Not really a fan of the genre, but I've seen many of the so-called classics which haven't done a lot for me personally. So, I had a quick scan online and found the list above. This is a Collider's list of the best horror movies of the 2010s. Um, And got a couple of questions for you, three or four, if Noel is on the episode. Noel is on the episode, but it is still free. Uh, A... What are your overall thoughts on the list? And B, what's your top three horror of recent years? And he also says, a big up to Becky, whose dynamic I wasn't sure would work, to be honest, but is a fine addition to the team. Regards, email correspondent Marcus Izu. So um, thank you for the kind words about Becky there, Marcus. Uh, she, she, she genuinely did go when she read that, oh, like that. I can imagine her doing that. So... I'm going to go through this list. Has, has said she will answer if we, even if we cover this question, she will give her answers uh, for this next week because Becky does do research and stuff for shit like this. Mm. It's a big old list. This 51 fucking films. So I'm just going to do the top ten. Yeah. Okay, so ten the loved ones. I enjoyed. Uh, the oh, loved- no, hang on. That was 18. Fuck's sake. Sorry, I just misread the eight. But I, I, I liked it as well. Um... Right, ten, Cabin in the Woods. Nine, Insidious. Eight, yep. The Conjuring. Seven, Shit Follows. Six, Under the Skin. Five, The Witch. Four, Shutter Island. Three, The Skin I Live In. Two, Get Out. One, The Babadook. Oh, fuck off. Right. Have I? Can you send me a link to this? I, I, I thought I, I thought I did. Oh, was, did you? It was like last week, though. On email, or yeah, 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 to the film rant one. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it now. Is it uh, Hotmail? 
filmratnoel at gmail.com. Oh, Gmail. Oh, uh, even though Mark's just sent you a link. There you go. On the old WhatsApp. Now, first off, when was this published? Because I reckon 2017. Every year, if this was redone, I genuinely think It Follows and the Babadook would start going down that list pretty fucking quick. And not just because I don't really like them that much. It Follows, I rewatched it. I was better with it, but I still don't think it's great. I think it's very interesting that his new one, Under the Silver Lake, is getting no buzz and people seem to be very pissed off about its male gayness. Um, and yet people were fucking jacking off over It Follows. Uh, the Babadook, just nah, nah, not having it. Not having it might be a bit of a theme today, to be honest. Um, but I'm not having it. But then again, The Witch, I really like The Witch, and Mark doesn't really like The Witch. Uh, well, what I was saying is, uh, I'm just going to go through the, the top ten again, uh, and just sort of give my quick little views on that, and I'll give my three, and then we'll, we'll bounce around and do it from there, just so we can get properly into it. Um, Cabin in the Woods, um, I... I remember enjoying it a lot when I first watched it, but then it went downhill on the rewatch. But I know Becky really, really likes it, and so does Isabel. Insidious, I think, is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the Conjuring, I think, again, is fantastic. Uh, it, it, it Follows is not very good. It's just a bit boring and a bit crappy. Uh, Under the Skin is fantastic. Um, it's not a horror one. film. Sorry. No, I'd agree with that. Um, Shutter Island I'm I'm again I'm not sure this is a horror movie but it's a gothic horror but is it though I'm I'm, I'm not sure it's it's quite it's got kind of like a classical horror style to it yeah I'd say it's more of a horror than Under the Skin which is sci-fi The Skin I Live In that's a very good show because I'd almost forgotten about that, and I, that's a really good film, actually. Mm. Get Out, Get Out is, is is very good, and God, uh, horror is on its arse if that's the fucking best one of the nineties of the past what ten fifteen years. Jesus fucking hell! Fuck you. There's the, the, no, I mean, it just it's. Is the guest a horror? That's number eleven. Yeah, no, the guest is not a horror film. It's just not. I mean, like, you, the the ending, like, through that kind of, like, Halloween maze kind of thing is horror-inflected, but I don't think you can call that a horror. No, I don't think you can. So, um, yeah, my, my top three, I would say, of the past, of recent years, um, do the past sort of few years that I've put in for horror, it's probably going to be, and I'm really missing one for, without question, um, I really enjoyed um, the what can I just call uh, the country, the second country movie. That was fantastic. It's a proper, it's a proper old school horror movie, uh, but makes 
a lot of sense uh, within itself. Uh, I really like the second Insidious movie. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. I, I genuinely think that that, um, that, main st- that studio horror has started to eclipse um, the, the, the sort of the, the more independent um, genre-based horror um, in terms of how it may how it, how it's coming out because you've got real sort of like studios are you know um, partially funded by, by Bloomhouse people like that are looking and going look we can make horror movies for you know really quite cheap but if you get it, if you strike gold with it you, you make an absolute fucking fortune they're, they're, they're such low risk outputs for them that they're getting really sort of creative people out there to make them and it's they're making them in really creative ways whereas they're they're the new kind of action middle ground that we had 10-15 years ago it, it, horror it seems to be like that and we're in a real sort of bumper place for it at the moment I think um, mm. but it is a genre there that it can reach out too far the guest isn't a horror movie it's just not and the guest is a fantastic movie but I would say if you're going to call that a horror movie, I would say something like Broad Tell What 99 is more of a horror movie than that, and it's not a horror movie. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I mean, Brawl and Cell Block 99's got some of the most fucking edgy shit. Yeah, it, 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 it's more horrific, and yeah. it's more it's more visceral mm. than, than The Guest, and it's two films that I, I, I adore, but you, you, they're not, they're, they're, they're genre films. You, you can't, Jump genre in with with horror. It's not it, it, not all genre is horror. Not everything Arrow and Shout Factory release are horror. No, I mean, oh God, I'm trying to think of fucking. I mean, because in, in terms of recent stuff, I mean, like, I I was really fond of It Comes at Night. Um, oh yes, I I, I I forgot about that. I, I really liked that. Yeah, it's a really good film. Just like a really fucking like paranoia fueled nightmare of a fucking film. And, and that film has the kind of like the weird subtle in the middle of the night kind of terror shit going on in it. I mean, just like the fucking who unlocked the door. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I love the fact that we, you, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to say too much, I suppose, but yeah, fucking hell. Um, oh God, what else? What I would say. I've got a few here actually. If you're looking Sorry. for horror, um, what's often best to do, rather than looking at what people think are the best one, two, and three horrors of the year, look at what people are putting consistently as six, seven, and eight, because they tend to be the really fucking good ones, and the one, two, and three tend to be the ones that people think are the better horror films. No, what are you going to say, man? I've got a few here. I just, had a, I just had a quick scan through some of my old letterboxed and picked out some. So does this have to be from the, the 2010s? Like, nothing before that? Well, that, that's what this list is. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, right, so I've got six then that I, I don't know how they feature in this list or if they feature at all. First thing I'd say is, generally speaking, there's some that I very much agree with on the list uh, in terms of a quad, uh, I mean, fucking um, Shutter Island. Escape yeah. Kill is a film that stars uh, Annalyn McCarr from X. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, where she plays a, a fucking psycho <laughs> in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it's, it's part it's part kind of hyper violence, part comedy, and part romance. It's an yeah. hour and a half long, and it is on Prime Video. 
Oh, excellent. Oh, uh, honestly, mate, a couple of beers and watching that movie is is fucking is is a good time. That might do me tomorrow night, actually, because Claire's not around for a couple of days, and yeah, I could definitely do with a bit of that and a couple of beers. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Sweet. It's, it's a lot of fun that. And I she's stunning. Time, so yeah. Uh, yeah, she's very very stunning in this, but also mental. <laughs> Well, that's that's your combination, isn't it? Really, it, it is literally. Yeah, it is. It's it, she's. I think. I think. I, 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 if if that woman came to life, I, I, I would. I'd be fine with her treating me like that because it'd be. It, it'd just be great. You know, you wouldn't know whether you're going to wake up in bed or in the boot of a fucking car. <laughs> Also, in the interest of recommending horror movies, the one that didn't fall into the category of being from the 2010s, because I think it came out in like 2006, is a film that not enough people talk about and not enough people have seen, and that's Shaitan, uh, or Shaitan, however you pronounce oh, it. Oh, the fucking uh, Vincent Cassell film. Vincent Cassell oh, film. Oh, God, yeah, it's that's fucking a treat. weird, that film. It's so good. So good. It's basically Vincent. Vincent, have you seen this, Mark? I've not no. Oh. oh man alive! It's basically it's a it's a it's a you know a house on haunted hill type thing where you know there's a there's a nutty family living in a haunted house and some um, some people end up there, but the nutty family are all played by Vincent Cassell, who is apparently Satan. Am I remembering it right? Is that yeah? That sound about yeah right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Like it, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Right, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's available on anything, though. That's the thing. It seems to have disappeared a little bit. I'm going to try and find it now. That was like one of those ones. That I, it was like almost like wasn't it like a tartan release, like back in the day or something? Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah. But I remember. I think I was going to recommend it somebody for, or try and recommend it somebody for pay it forward at some point. Oh, and fucking I hell! And it, and it, I've and just it wasn't checked. It's not on iTunes now. No. So, a bit of an odd one, but yeah, if you can find it, definitely watch it. S H E I T A N, I want to say. Yeah. 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 Ian, what are yours? Recent years. um, uh, Yeah, I mean, like, The Witch comes to mind. It Comes at Night definitely um, comes to mind. Um,. And I know the thing is, I know we're big on like big, uh, like the studio horror is the, the good stuff. I mean, like, I think Annabelle Creation is a really good horror film. Um, yeah. It, even, for fuck's sake. Like, I mean, like, it's as blockbuster big screen as you get for horror these days, but that, that fucker plays. Um, you, you know, um,. I need to rewatch that. Um, what else? Well, you going back to? Does it have to be stuff from the past? Yeah, I suppose something like The Orphanage, for instance, I think it was two thousand and eight. But that's that's a really good film. Yeah, The Orphanage is great. Um, Fuck. When was the Evil Dead remake? That was pretty good. Twenty thirteen. Oh yeah, I'd yeah. class that. Yeah, that's probably on that list. I would put. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, on that tip as well, I mean, like, don't don't breathe's pretty uh, pretty good. I mean, it's Fede Alvarez again. Um, yeah, don't breathe is actually really good. Uh, lights out was good actually as well. But it's uh, nice yeah, lights out was good, eh? Yeah, mm. lights out did a, did a good job of, of, of making 
I remember it had like the generic male skin job number three uh, was actually really quite good in it. Mm, mm-hmm. I've not seen anything since. Mm. I'm just browsing through the rest of the list as well there, and there's some others that uh, that I uh, say the Sacrament I really enjoyed. The, um, yeah, the, Ty, the Ty, Ty, West. Ty West movie, yeah. and I'm somebody who doesn't hasn't really gotten on. I haven't really gotten on with a lot of Ty West stuff. I liked, um, I liked his um, Cabin Fever too. Was it he did? Yeah, I actually quite liked yeah, that. Yeah, um, did he leave his name off it though, or something? Wasn't yeah, something? he hated it. Yeah. He, yeah, I think it was like he had no involvement in the opening and the ending, and it got take the rest of it got taken off of him. Yeah, and then they literally stuck his name on it mm. uh, because uh, what Sim was doing quite well. What was that one he did that was basically a a really like eighty four genre pick? What House of the Devil or the House of the Devil? Yeah. Oh, House of the Devil's fantastic. Yeah, House of the Devil's the shit. Yeah. Yeah. House of the Devil always strikes me as the movie that Rob Zombie tries to make every single time he makes a movie, but just but just then goes just gets a little bit too carried away with himself. Yeah. That's 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 what makes House of the Devil so good. It is the most authentic take, modern take on that type of thing that I think I've ever seen. Like it, it it's not you know, it's. It, I'd compare it to the difference between Death Proof and, Planet, um, Terror. and Planet Terror. One of them is an exploitation film, and the other one is trying to look like an exploita- exploitation film. I like both of those films anyway, but, you know, one is a lot more authentic than the other, um, yeah. and House of the Devil is just such an authentic film. It's fucking brilliant. Cool. Um, we'll move on from that just because of, of, of time constraints. But we hope that we've managed to uh, answer that and sort of shed a little bit of light on that. Like I say, Marcus, um, Becky is going to give her views on this on the next show because she, she's she's got like notes and shit that she's written and research and stuff like that on it for that. There, um, trailers, guys. What have we all seen this week? I almost don't want to talk about Pet Cemetery until Becky's here. To be fair. You, you know that right? So you know that text that I sent you that yeah. said I can't watch this until until Becky gets home. Yeah. Right. So we've been to see a Star Is Born. We're then having a beer before we go home to watch uh, something else. Um, and I say, oh, we need to watch um, the Pet Cemetery trailer uh, because you know we, we've not seen it yet. And she sort of looked at me like, you've watched it, haven't you? And she's like, no, but you have, haven't you? And she's like. I have, yeah. It's like, I, I have not watched it because I was waiting to watch it with you. Like, I've watched it. <laughs> well, that's disgusting. I know. Disgraceful. So, any other trailers? Has anything else come out this week? Um, I fucking watched the trailer earlier on and I can't remember what it was for. Fuck, what was that for? Oh, I watched the trailer for the uh, Speed Kills. What the fuck's <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Bill. <laughs> Speed no, kills. Yeah. Did you not see that? I sent I sent you a link to it. Oh shit! Was that the thing you you wanted us to talk about? I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I I didn't I didn't watch that because then you were like, I, I, actually, I can come on the show, so I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Enjoy it in your own time, Ian. <laughs> I, I will explain it to you very briefly, Ian. Right? Think American Made. Tom oh, yeah. Cruise. 
historical story about a regular guy who starts running drugs I, I, and it's a true I, I'm story, fucking, right? I'm, I'm watching it with um, captions on now. So think that, right? Except it's lower budget, it's John Travolta, and it somebody's is. just watched that Hulk Hogan um, programme from the mid-90s where he had a speedboat. Oh, Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. That is what that movie is. But they appear to have CGI'd um, John Travolta from the eyes up. <laughs> Live for sex. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe I just It's one of those films I'm looking at and going, oh my God, I hope they show it in the cinema, but they never will. No. Oh God, what the fuck is going on with Travolta's face? It's so weird, isn't it? Eyebrows are so disturbing. It, at first, at first, I thought he'd been lent the Cusack cage wig, and then I realised, oh no, he's not been lent the Cusack cage wig. There's something else crazier going on. Like between this and Gotti, why is he suddenly like trying to be just like the flashy criminal boss? Oh it, God. Uh... There's a very there's a very clear sort of place for John Travolta, I think, and it's not this. Like, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head there, Mark, in terms of comparing it to American Made. This feels like the type of thing that maybe not Tom Cruise, because I guess it's a bad guy, but I just, just this doesn't feel like a John Travolta a John Travolta role. And no, nobody yeah. wants to see John Travolta having sex on screen anymore. No one does. <laughs> Look at the woman in that film. Like, I mean, you know, look at the women in that film that he's supposedly having sex with. Like, but the thing is, you know that John Travolta still thinks he can get those women. Probably, yeah, but that's just really... That's out of touch on so many levels, and I'm not, you know... That's not really being some sort of, like, PC warrior or anything, but, like, really fucking hell. I mean... This is this is a man whose whose house is built like an airport, so he can park his plane there. Also, am I right in thinking that John Travolta has had a little bit of trouble like that in the past? Touchy trouble. Uh, sorry, touchy trouble. Are yeah, yeah. But it's John Travolta. I think seems to be the general case. <laughs> it's like he's always been a bit creepy. But do you remember Face Off? It seems to be the excuse. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It's like Michael Douglas, isn't it? It's like everybody knew he was a fucking like slag back in the day. Yeah, and, and, but, it, and, but he got it in early. He came out in the mid nineties and went, "Now nah, I'm a sex addict." And you seen Fatal Attraction, Disclosure, and Basic Instincts? I was just addicted to fucking. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that. that, that I don't know. It, so you it, get the sense. You get the sense that. Um, a man like Michael Douglas is the kind of man who's earned that reputation, whereas with John Travolta, it's more like, mm, I, I don't want to say, but, you know, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a seedy kind of man, isn't he? He, he is. These days, at least. Yeah, yeah. And there's many things I could say, but all of them will be liable, so I'm not going to... Yeah, exactly. And he seems like the sort of person that would sue us. <laughs> um, I, I saw the new trailer for Glass that came out today. Oh yeah, that seems to get excited about this. <laughs> I'm I'm very intrigued by Glass 
because it's either going to be a really fun mashup of like unbreakable and split coming together or it's going to be Shyamalan thinking he's back on top and just making a fucking wank fest. It's I, 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 that, that, that's where I think it's going to end up. It's going to end up with a lot of people coming out of it going, ah, oh, that's why we thought he was shit. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, like, Samuel L. Jackson and James McAvoy versus Bruce Willis? Yeah, why not? That'll do for January. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to watch Split at some point before I go and see it, so... It's 4, 4K on um, on the old Apple TV. Uh, well, there you go. I can watch it. See, that's, that's, why I've not watched, that's why I've not watched the trailer for this just yet, because I've seen Unbreakable, but I don't remember a fucking thing about it because it was so long ago and I've not seen Split. So I feel like I might just wait until this film is about to drop, watch them both and go in completely fresh and just, just yeah, just blast myself with that universe for, for a week, regardless of whether, whether or not I like it. <laughs> just torture yourself. Watch yeah. a riff and go, I don't like that. I better watch the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it gets up. Maybe it's like Breaking Bad. Maybe it gets better after you've been watching it for six hours. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I once calculated that it's 18 hours apparently before it gets really fucking good. <laughs> um, so, any of the trailers? Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking and I've not watched anything apart from that Speed Kills. No, I'm out. Cool. Uh, I, no, I don't remember anything else. No. Nope. Um, well, apart from Pet Cemetery, apart from Pet Cemetery, which I won't be here to cover, so I will say I don't know what everybody's getting excited about. Right. right. That's the end of it. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Um, while while you do the synopsis Mark I'm just going to grab a drink ok cool Um, so our our big review is for As Far Is Born uh, which is Bradley Cooper's directorial debut he also stars and he co-wrote it with Eric Roth and Will Feathers it stars uh, Lydia Gagar Andrew Dice Clay David Chappelle Sam Elliott uh, and it is well it's the fourth remake, I believe, of uh, A Star Is Born. Um, this one features um, Bradley Cooper playing Jackson Maine, uh, who is a blues rock musician, would you say, Noel? Would that be accurate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd say he's a blues rock musician uh, who is... There's a dose popular. of country in there as well, maybe, as well. Yeah, yes. that's it, definitely, yeah. Um, uh, he's still very popular, top his game, but he's very much in that kind of ilk where he's very much a musician's musician, I'd say, is what he's given across within it. He's somebody who is very much about the power of music and the belief in that he's got things to say and that his music says things uh, that. He's also a raging alcoholic and drug addict, and he in his quest to find a bar, happens upon hearing Lady Gaga's character Ali um, singing uh, Livia and Rose, uh, and a whirlwind romance starts uh, with with the two of them uh, that leads her to getting a career um, and him fighting and battling uh, his his addictions. I'm going to go to you first on this, Noel, because I'm not sure if Ian's 
back quite yet. So. Uh, I, I literally just came back, but I, I want to hear Noel. Yes, uh, Noel, um, what did you think about uh, this film? Cool. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll say it's, there's a lot in this film that's, that's familiar, not only because it's a, not only because it's a, a you know, a remake of, of sorts, but it hits beats that, it hits beats that we've seen before. And I think, you know, the fact that, um, the fact that it, it touches on things like alcoholism, there are elements in, you know, addiction and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that we have seen done before, but I, despite that, I am astounded by how how knocked I was by this. Um, I really, really liked it, and it's it's properly stuck with me as well. Um, it's I've thoroughly like it was from from the moment it started that first gig scene. Um, with Bradley uh, Bradley Cooper as um, Jackson, what's his name? Jackson, Jackson Maine. Yeah, Jackson Maine. That first moment on stage, I was just like, oh, right, no, this guy, I'm right there, this is great. And then I started to enjoy seeing his character and his, his mannerisms, and I've read somewhere about how Bradley Cooper is friends with Eddie Vedder, and, or maybe somebody had told me, Bradley Cooper is friends with Eddie Vedder, and... Um, Apparently, Eddie Vedder had said, oh, I'm not really sure you should do this movie. And Bradley Cooper said something like, fuck you. Not only, not only am I going to do it, I'm going to base his mannerisms on you. So I was kind of enjoying just looking out for those sort of little things And it, it, well. the thing is, it, it, it is, if you see the way that he does it, if you ever see Eddie Vedder, like, in candid stuff, that is what he's like. He's very much yeah, like the sort of head down sort of, yeah. yeah. Sort of, and then yeah, obviously yeah. tucking his thing behind his, his hair behind and his ear and yes. stuff like that. That, that makes yeah. sense, actually, yeah. Yeah, and, and I was enjoying just that side of it and getting to know this character. And then, obviously, I'd tried not to hear anything, but the sense that I was getting was that people were kind of surprised by Lady Gaga. Um, I'm a huge fan of hers. I, I have been for a long time. Her music and her generally, I just think she is genuinely, genuinely great. I'm not, there is no irony there at all. I do love her. She's a proper. What, what I would say is, she's not a. Like, she's not bullshit. Like Katy Perry, for instance, is yeah. a pop star. Yes. Lady Gaga is an artist. She's an artist, exactly. Like David yeah. Bowie was. And that became very clear to me very early on. In her, well, I say very early on in her career. I think it was around the Bad Romance time where I sort of got her, and I just sort of went, "Oh, you're that brilliant. Yeah. Let's have more of that." So I was keen to see what she'd do, and I think at first I was probably overanalyzing her a little bit, and, you know, it is a very natural performance. But then the fucking scene where he gets her on stage, kind of against, not against her will, but you can see it on her face where she's like, I can't do this, this is fucking mental. And then there's a decision that she makes where you can see the process where she's going, if I don't do this, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. Yeah, and she just finds herself walking across the stage. The moment she starts singing, I'm just like, fucking, you have, just take everything. I'm here, I'm fully here for all of this. And whatever happens from here on in, you, my, my dick is in your mouth. Um, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely loved it. Ian, uh, what, 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 what did you think? 
Yeah, I mean, my dick's in Bradley Cooper's mouth as well, in fairness, you know. I mean, like, just dick all over the place, to be fair. Um, it's... it. I, I don't know, like... It, they're talking in the film about how there's, like, 12 notes and it's all about how you perform them and and the, and I kind of feel like that's how it is with star is born. It's like, it's, it's doing all the, the familiar stuff, but it's doing it in such a kind of an impactful way. Um, that it, it never feels cliche, even though on the face of it, you know, there's a lot of cliche stuff there. Um, it's, an insanely fucking assured directorial debut. Um, I mean, the fact that this was going to be Clint Eastwood directing with Beyonce Knowles in the Lady Gaga role, I just, I, I, I don't even know what that would be. Um, I, I, Will Smith would, would not be having this. We would not be having this conversation right now. I'd tell you that much. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah Will Smith going to be in the Bradley Cooper role. Is that what it was going to be? Yeah. Who, sorry? Who was that? Will Smith. Jesus wept. I mean, Clint <laughs> Eastwood directing that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. So, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it's... it's Cold it's, is the first word that oh, comes to mind. Oh, God, just static and... Oh. That would be a cool oh. film. I, I mean, it, it, you know, from the off, Cooper is just like, right, I'm fucking doing this shit. And he, he rinses it. I mean, like, I, I, the, Shallow is obviously, like, the big, the big song, but Black Eyes that he does at the at the start is a fucking belter. Um, and it, 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 I don't know. It, it's just... He knows what he's doing. He's assured in absolutely everything that he's doing. So is Lady Gaga. Or Gaga, sorry. Um... And I, I, I had a smile on my face throughout the first half. That smile increasingly dropped in the second half. Um, but the film, of, the, but that's the purpose of it. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Had me from from beginning, like literally beginning to end. Actually, like the only thing that weirded me out at the beginning was that it was a Live Nation entertainment production. And I was a bit <laughs> like, the fucking what? The people who put on gigs. Yeah, is, is that like a you contractual thing? To see why they might have backed this kind of thing, though. Okay? It was a contractual thing. But is it because of Lady Gaga? It's well, because they did, uh, they did film Lady sequences. Gaga, of... I'm sorry, Coachella and Glastonbury. Ah, uh, okay. All right, fine, 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 fine. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That just weirded me out at the start. But I mean, literally, aside from that, it's just in, 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 in. And I know people. Have like saying that the second half's not as good as the first, but that's only because the first half is really, really enjoyable, and then the second half gets you in the feels, and it fucking works. Um, yeah, I. It, it's really, really mature filmmaking, and uh, I don't know. I, it, it's weird. It kind of feels like all. I I think. This won't be my number one film of the year, I think. But I've got a feeling as it creeps into like January and February and like Oscar season, I'll be like, give it best picture, please. I I, I don't know. It's it, it's it's weird. I I want to see it again. But Mark, what, what, yeah, fucking right, Mark. Mark, what do you think? 
Um, it, it's weird what you, what you said, Noel, about, about it. It stuck with you. It's it genuinely, without any hyperbole on it, um, A Star is Born has pretty much made me question how I approach my life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It, Ooh, it's literally right. hard. It's made me go, right, hang on a minute. I I, I I just kind of drift through with shit and I shouldn't. I should put more into stuff that I'm fucking passionate about and chase more things that I'm passionate about. I should... Fuck it. I should break out the fucking guitars that I've got sat in the fucking office that I haven't played in five or six years and start fucking properly doing that. I should... Instead of thinking about fucking writing things for the fucking website, I should just fucking write them and not give a shit if they're good or not. Just fucking get out there and write it. I should do this and this and this. And it's mental that it has made me go, do you know what? I don't want to get to a certain age and go, God, I wish I'd done all that stuff that I wanted to fucking do. I need to fucking get off my fucking ass and start fucking doing stuff, right? And I haven't even got into the actual fucking film yet. Um, Ian? Can I, can I just add, add something quickly in before you do? Yeah. Because I, I, I know I've mentioned to you, like, because uh, this isn't me name dropping, but the university did an interview with, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, God, I've been fucking editing it all week and I can't fucking remember his name. What's, what's going on? Um, the dude from Elbow. Guy Garvey. Guy Garvey. Guy Garvey, yeah. Um, so I've been editing this audio into a podcast for him, and some of the stuff that, that he says in it's great. And also, he seems like the fucking nicest guy in the world. Um, but he's he's a guest, he's going to be a guest lecturer at our university talking about songwriting and the art of songwriting and stuff like that. And one of the things he says, the bits of advice that he says he's going to pass on to students is, you should never let the fear of um, the fear of the, as soon as you let things like writer's block become, become it's a writer's block isn't a real thing until you acknowledge it's a real thing and then it becomes a real thing. If you treat it like bullshit, then it is bullshit. And if you want to, if you want to do stuff, he says, like, if you sit down and the, the words you write, for example, if you sit down and the words you write are absolute bullshit, or absolute crap, it doesn't matter because if you sat down the next day, that stuff would still be in the pipeline and it had just come out then. So you get it down, you write it and you forget about it and you move on to the next thing and you just keep writing. So anyway, sorry, felt like a, felt like a relevant point there. But. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, it's, I think with the film, I was, like you said, when it opens, it opens with that and you look at it and you go, right, I'm about to watch a film where Bradley Cooper is playing a rock star and he fucking looks like a rock star and he fucking sounds like a rock star and he moves like a rock star and they're going, right, I'm fine with this. And then, and I mentioned this briefly when I chatted to Ian last night, um, the title card when that oh. comes across and that A starts coming in red, in big red on the screen and then it drifts across and she's in the middle mm. of it there, going up there, singing somewhere over the rainbow. Beautiful. I was like, Right, okay. You, you you now have to lose me. You can I just ask, was that a reference? Is that how the title appears in, in one of the other films? It's not how it appears in the 76 ones. So. Yeah, 76 was very similar, yeah. And I'm there. No, 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 no. The 76 one's not like that. I was wondering if it was like one of the older ones or something, because it feels I very think classic. It, it's one of them, yeah. Um, 
and I was like, that's it, you, you've got to lose me now. And you haven't actually properly introduced the characters. Sam Elliott hasn't arrived yet. David Chappelle hasn't arrived yet. Fuck. Uh, this is going to be what is it and by the last 20 minutes I was pretty much blubbering throughout the, all of it mm. um, the once uh, Lily Gaga uh, appears um, when she appears I mean that scene where he's saying you're going to come out I'm going to sing it anyway so you might as well join me like you see you can see her thinking I don't want to do this I don't want to do this and then going fuck it I'm Absolutely. doing it I'm doing it, and then comes out, and it's it's at that moment where you go. That is why they got her, and not an actress who can sing, because mm. she has that thing that makes you go, "Fucking hell!" Okay, she's a she's sure stopping. Well, the nuance in that, and nuance on her face at that point as well, where you you sort of where it's like. Her face is saying no, but she's still walking across the stage. Yeah, like can you imagine Beyonce trying to pull something as as she's too raw. Beyonce has not got a humble bone in her fucking body that yeah. she could pull that off. Whereas Lady Gaga, it, it is very much about the performance. She's she's a serious artist who happens to be also a very very popular pop star. Um, Bradley Cooper, I, I think, is is incredible in this. Um, going back to what, what you were saying there um, earlier, Ian, is this might not... I'd be very surprised if this isn't my film of the year at the end of the year, mm. but it might not be. But what I will say is this film is a Best Picture winner. It has to be. Otherwise, the Oscars mean nothing. I Yeah, uh, it's that's going to be fucking fascinating. Like, it, 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 it's... <laughs> It, it ticks every single beat. It is an incredibly assured directorial debut from Bradley Cooper. Um, Matthew uh, Liberty, his his cinematography is incredible in it. Um, it's just everything about it. I absolutely adored the entire the workings of it. The fact that. Cooper gets everything. I didn't know about the Eddie Vedder thing, but it makes perfect sense now. But the to create an inflection on him where he constantly has to keep asking people to repeat things and leaning in because he can't fucking hear things he's got tonight is brilliant. Um, fucking Sam Elliott could win a Best Supporting Actor for a, um, look. For, for a look whilst reversing a truck. Yeah, and geez. that was fucking heartbreaking. It's when he's fucking just, haunting that. It's one of those things you can't him. stop seeing. It's his, yeah. it's his eyes. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did he do that with his eyes? How do you make your eyes bulge like that like, and just go slightly red? And yeah, even yeah. as well, Bradley Cooper's delivery of of, of that, the fact that it, it, oh, it, he's there and it's like it's like yeah. he almost. He doesn't know whether he should say it or not. Yeah. And then he kind of just yeah. says it and it's just... It sort the, of spills out a little bit, doesn't yeah, it? Because it, it, he it, takes it, so it, long it, trying to say it that it just sort of falls out of his face. It is. It, it, it's, it's the haze of sobriety. He, he, it, it's mm. the first time he's probably had a conversation with his brother sober yeah. since he was a child. And, it, and that's established within the movie that he's, that he's... Music... Being a rock star hasn't made him a drunk. He was a drunk who became a rock star, and and that's kind of hidden it for mm-hmm. that there. And like I say, it just falls out and it it it, it crushes Sam Elliott. 
and then from there on, it's it it, it, it it's it's there's the later scene where he basically he's angry. Oh God! When he's just like, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't my fault. It was his fault. No, that's it. And he, oh, he, he the, the, at that point, raw. I'm thinking. I was thinking he's going to say it's alcohol's fault, it's his dad's fault, or anything like that, and he doesn't. And it's very brave of Bradley Cooper mm. as a writer and a director in the times we're in right now mm. to to go. It's it's his fault. It's his fault because it. There's an argument to say it, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. But Sam Elliott's character, he believes it's his fault. He had every opportunity to to to, to not to not become his dad, and he does. And that's it's not the film isn't trying to isn't trying to tell a statement. It's trying to tell a story, mm. and that's what's important. Not every film has to has to have a moral crusade to shine a light on society. Some films just want to tell the story they're telling really fucking well. And this movie tells the story it's telling really well. And it's brave in the way that it does tell those stories because people will criticise it for that. People will criticise it and say, oh, he's just jealous of her career. And he's not actually. He's just trying. He doesn't understand why she's becoming a pop star when she could be a real what is it? Well that's that, that's that I think that's something that's, that me and sorry. That, that's not right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. It's just he's for him it's not about that. It's about something more. And maybe that's pretentious bullshit and it, it probably is. But rock stars tend to be pretentious pricks. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say it, it, that the, the I mean that for for this film to work as well as it works, you know, hitting beats that maybe are a little bit familiar and, and do similar things that we've seen before, you have to really buy into the relationship between these two people, so that things can happen to them both, so that Bradley, so that Bradley Cooper's life can start to dip as hers starts to go in the other direction. And the, there's a whole interesting thing that happens around that middle section. Now, I think people who, who maybe criticise the, the, you know, the second half of the film and stuff like that, they're looking at the wrong things because I think there's a whole interesting dynamic there, and, and it, it creates a discussion around control and and Bradley Cooper's loss of control of himself and how you as an audience maybe perceive this as being him trying to control her, which initially Claire, like me and Claire were talking about it afterwards where she was like, there were moments where I couldn't tell if he was being controlling or if he was looking out for her or what. And I was like, well, no, that's the point. He just, he just doesn't understand. She is in control. She mm. like, I mean, what we, the thing that disappoints us as an audience or maybe this will be a, a, a generational thing probably or maybe just a taste thing the thing that disappoints me as a viewer watching this and i don't mean disappointed in the film i mean disappointed in the direction of the story and stuff like that the thing that disappoints me as a viewer is the fact that she has the opportunity to be i don't know stevie nicks and she um she instead takes the opportunity to be 
Lady Gaga. Now, for me, she's becoming a pop star. She's become, or maybe not Lady Gaga, maybe Katy Perry. Like, you know, but she is in control of that. She's like, there's, you know, the mo- I think the conversation they have in the battle where he comes in and he's like, he's particularly nasty to her. That's the point where he's tried to guide her and he doesn't understand the direction that she's going in, but now he's frustrated and he feels like he's losing control. And he is losing control because he's losing control of everything. And she's like, no, fuck you. I know exactly what I'm doing. This is what I want. And it's not a case of um, Bradley Cooper wants to control her. It's not a case of the manager wants uh, to control her. She's using well. what she needs to use to get... Oh, oh no, there are elements of, of the manager wanting to get what they want. The, 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 I mean, the dance, like the backing dances and stuff like that. At that point that. in the film, yeah, but yeah, and, and what does she do? She goes along without the dancers. And what, you know, and what does she do when he says that they can't bring Bradley Cooper on tour? She threatens to ditch the entire tour. She's in control. I, I mean, I, I suppose all I'm, all I'm thinking is, like, on SNL, she has the dancers and all that kind of stuff. And then by the end of it, she's playing the piano. And I'm, yeah. I'm right in thinking that, aren't I? She, she's playing the piano at the end and singing. Yeah. Yeah. Does she play the piano or does she just sing? No, she used to play the piano when she sings Shallow at the at the concert where he... Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And it, it's, yeah. It, it, it's like, by the end there she's kind of reclaimed that it's almost like a little bit of both. Like, she, yeah, which is her, yeah, yeah. Which is her own identity where she's got yeah. the courage to like, I, I, like I, I suppose, uh, celebrate her, her dead husband, but at the same time in a way that feels appropriate to, to her. So it's like the dancers aren't there. It's her and a piano and her voice. Um, and it, it kind of it, that feels like that the, at the end there is a star is born as opposed to a pop star is born which you would get from like the Saturday Night Live kind of stuff yeah um, and it, it I, again it comes back it comes back to her becoming a musician with some sort of longevity she's gone you know, she's becoming a Lady Gaga type character in the you know look at what Lady Gaga first became, first was, and then what she came became a bit more of, and what she is now. Mm. She's someone who is she's done a bit of this, and now she moved on to this, and now she's this, and now she's that, and she's got that staying power in the mm. same way that maybe a Katy Perry doesn't. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see that you know this isn't a simple arc in that regard. It's it's nice to see that that she she takes a bit of all that and, and takes it forward and stuff. It's just, there's fucking plenty there, isn't there? You know, there is. And I, I get the feeling that there's, cause I mean, it, it's what, is it two hours, two hours, 15? I think it is. Something like that. It did not feel like, yeah, two hours, it 16. Doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. Cause like you said, that, that first hour and a first hour and a bit, I'd say is a real nice kind of like, it, it, it's nice. And it's a bit of a romp, but it's a whirlwind kind of romance bit. And then the next hour is just a, it's, it gets into the more unpleasantness of it all, and his his drinking becomes, you know, it goes from being something that he is to being something that the, the more it's the more destructive force that you start to see, you know. And she knows what she's getting into. She says to her dad before she goes off with him, 
he's a drunk. You know, she, she's aware of that, but he's also charismatic as fuck. And he is charismatic as fuck. And he can wear the shit out of a tan card jacket. And, so, and, yeah. and it's, it's even like she doesn't go in there like the I can change him. No? Like, she kind of, to an extent, accepts him for what he is. And it's only when she he kind of, like, fucks up the first time when he goes missing. Yeah. And then you've also got the bit where uh, when, when they're in the hotel room after the, after the gig. And um, she comes back in. And somebody it's helping him into the bed. Yeah. There, you're expecting at moments like that that there needs to be some kind of friction argument between them two, and he's not. He's just he's quite nice, but he is very much like this is what he is. Yeah, this is but what she he deals is. with. She deals with that by again. So, but as well, he also pays her a compliment as well, and says he's never invited anybody up to sing with him before. So yeah. he's basically without saying, he's basically saying to her, "You're not just something he was going to fuck. He likes you." But this is what, if you want to stay around, this is what you're staying around for. That moment, where, that moment where he goes missing, though, and um, I can't remember the scene that it happens in, but it's basically where they, they're sort of reunited. And she says something, and again, I can't remember the line, but she says something like, I'm not going to do this again. I won't come. I won't, I won't, I won't come find you again. Yeah. I mean, she, it's, it's, again, it's her sort of going. Yeah, your life is yours to fuck up. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I'm not here to fix you. Like, yeah, that, that, that's sorry. She's not. I, she's not I got, I got a bit interrupted there, but that was exactly. And, and forgive me, sorry, I was just helping Don with something. That 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 was what I was referring to there. It, it is. Right. Yeah, it's like, I, I it, when he fucks up that first time and he kind of goes missing and whatnot, and she's like, "Look, I love you." I'm not doing this again. You know, the fact that she's not entering the relationship in, in, in a kind of like, I can, I can change him kind of way, which it kind of feels like, I haven't seen any, any of the uh, previous ones, but it kind of feels almost like the fucking seventies version might have been that. Um, sorry. Sorry, it was a little bit like that, yeah. Yeah, version. yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little. I think Chris Christopherson's character. I've only I watched the first half of the. I'd, I'd never seen that one before, but on the back of this, I, I, I wanted to see it, so I watched the first half of it, and it is Chris Christopherson's character is a little bit more overbearing, and and it yeah. is a bit more of a ingenue role for for Barbara Streisand. You don't get the same feeling of, um, you know control and sort of strength and self that, that I think comes across in, in Lady Gaga. Gaga, I should say. Yeah, um, I mean, it's one of those where I feel like I'm going to have to stop talking about it, otherwise I'll keep talking about it all night. Um, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's a very, very definitely not shit. I almost started putting another category into it if we could have done it. I just said, it's just, I was totally just put, it's not shit, that's it. You've got one button, it's not shit. <laughs> it, um, um, just um, just to say as well, I the Sam Elliott reversing will stay with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, her, when she's kind of doing her real vocal dynamics during the sh- uh, during Shallow, the first time will stay with me. Just like the way she gets into it. Fucking, and the fucking shot, the wide shot of the garage and the dog sitting outside and him just kind of like gently swinging in the little porthole in the garage door 
fucking horror. It, it, that's going to fucking... And I mean, look, you guys were talking about staying with you. Yeah. Th- like, that's probably going to be with me on my fucking end day. Um, another another shot that, that will stay with me, but is not a horrific shot, because that is horrible, but yes, you are incredibly right on that one again, is there's a shot where I think it's when they're singing um, Shallow the first time, and it's a shot from behind them two, and they're both singing at the same microphone, and you've got a bit of a lens flare just wrapped around them, and the entire screen is taken up by them, and then just this, just this, this circle of light just around them, and it is a beautiful shot. And for somebody who is making their first directorial movie, to be able to get a cinematographer to go, can you get this kind of thing, or to trust the cinematographer enough to get that kind of thing, it's it's just so assured. It's And the other thing is, their chemistry is incredible. Yeah. He's brilliant as this fucking, this broken but brilliant man, and she is so incredibly charming in it. I yeah. think as well, you've got, yeah, it's an obvious one, but that, I mean, the ending is, um, you know, yeah, the, the, you've lost him and that, the moment where she sings, that is a very touching moment and performance of that song. But then when it cuts back, yeah, like, I, I was already there, like, I was already there when she was singing it. And then when it cuts back to just, playing it to each other, like, fucking inches away from each other's face, just yeah. playing it on a piano and singing it to each other and figuring it out. I literally just inside went, oh, you motherfucker. Well, I, 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 can't, like I can't believe <laughs> Exactly the same, no. Yeah. I was there going, it's there. And 9,999 out of, out of fucking 10,000 directors would finish on Lady Gaga hitting a yeah. big note go and that's fine and yeah. then with that you go oh fuck you yeah yeah oh god it's oh it, 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 it i was already crying and that just fucking crushed me it, it, honestly it, I, I, I i like i'm if i see a film that if i see a film i enjoy and think about more and you know claire said an interesting thing on the way back as well when um she was saying oh no it was actually the next day she was saying it feels like she says sometimes when I read a really good book, um, I'll find myself like a week later. Um, I'll find myself a week like a week later missing those characters and wondering what they're up to. Yeah, and so I wish I was still with them. And that's and, and she said and that's how I feel about this film. And I'm exactly the same. Like I just I want to go back and do this again. And I just like I missed not. I miss not watching this film. Yeah. I'll be going to see it again next week, is what I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Without question. Um, our poll, I'm guessing we're all definitely not shutting it, oh, by the way. God, yeah. Film of the year material. If I see something better, I'll be hugely surprised. Yes, um, I have the same on that. Um, definitely not shit, 93%. Fucking right. Touching cloth, 0%. Um, fuck you, Dad. Is it Dan? Fuck you, Dan. Seven percent shit. Same, right? Uh, yeah. It, it, Noel, Ian, are you staying with us? Sorry, no. Noel, are you staying with us for uh, what you've been watching? I'll stick around for what you've been watching. Yeah, I'll have some wine now. 
Cool. Uh, Ian, what have you been watching? Um, yeah, it's been a busy one, fair play. Um, so quite a lot of um, LFF-related stuff, um, even though I'm actually now not going to LFF because uh, fucking work. I mean, it's uh, it was kind of my choice, any, but anyway. Um, yeah. What about Suspiria? You see Suspiria? No, I, I, from... no I sold my ticket. I'm just no? going to wait. Okay. Oh, it, like in the end of the day, I got I got face value back for it, and you know, I can wait. A, I I could, given the word it's had, I can wait a month. Uh, and uh, uh, have you seen? Uh, Telespin has confirmed she is playing that dude. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, whatever. And, and she insisted on wearing a prosthetic penis. Of course she did. Yeah, which has made me kind of go. I'm getting really worried about this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Obviously, we'll talk about it. Yes, uh, yes. Um, Sue. Uh, well, I, I rewatched Black Panther. I really enjoyed it. I, I do like Black Panther. Um, uh, so, yeah, but LFF. Um, the Guilty, uh, which is a film entirely set in a contact centre for, um, like, Scandi police. So, basically, it's a guy who, for reasons that get uh, gotten into during the course of the film, has been kind of relegated to answering 999 calls, basically. And he gets a call from someone who he works out he has been kidnapped and is in a car with the kidnapper and is pretending to talk to her kid. And it's essentially 90, like 85 minutes of him trying to get this, to save this woman. Um, it was, it was really, really gripping um, I I think it's a one watch. Uh, there's there's some plot stuff that happens in the final twenty thirty minutes or so, which I I I don't know. It it, it kind of I, I suppose was the raison d'être for the film, but it, it it felt a little okay. Well, I I this doesn't quite have the impact I thought it was gonna have, maybe, but. The fact that it's basically all in one room and yet it's still actually pretty cinematic is quite something. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff that uh, the director does with the camera and with the sound design. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a film that you have to see in the cinema, but it's one where when it's on Amazon Prime or on Netflix or something like that, Easy, easy recommend. It's tight, it's tense, um, and it's just, it's a really good little genre exercise that kind of feels like a calling card from the director, but it's it's very well handled anyway. Uh, So that's The Guilty, uh, which is uh, uh, playing a couple of shows at LFF. Um, Also... I went to the Cineworld surprise screening um, this week that they do every now and then for unlimited members. So you turn up and you just don't know what you're going to see. Um, and incidentally, uh, my boy Paul, who um, he listens to the show, 
I, I know I've told you guys this already, but I just want to celebrate him. We 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 went to see this together, and he's he's a big dude, is Paul, and he will say that himself. And on the way to the cinema, a kid like rode into him in, on his bike and went just said something about like fucking fatty or something, and without missing a beat, Paul I, I punched him. I said in the arm, but no, he punched him in the head. <laughs> He punched this kid in the head and he fell off his fucking bike. And, like, it just... Good on him. That's the last time that kid will ever try anything like that ever again. I fucking bet. And there was this guy who was walking next to us who just went, he wasn't fucking expecting that, was he? (laughs) He just laughed. (laughs) Um, it's just like good I don't know good on him and I feel bad for Paul because like with reflexes like that he, he he's probably had that a lot in you know in his life and I, I feel for the guy but that is a fucking way to react and and bravo so anyway uh, so the secret screening was actually a film that is playing LFF which was weird um, but it's uh, The Hate You Give which is uh, adapted from a uh, book um, and it's basically story is um, it's a young black girl lives with her family in in a kind of a, a shady area, um, but her father insists on basically paying for her and her brothers to go to a kind of like a a, a, a better quality school in a different neighbourhood. So she kind of has her life at home and her life at school. Um, one day she she's at a party and um, she kind of meets up with an old friend of hers who is now dealing drugs and uh, but he doesn't do any of that in, in front of her they're just quite matey um, he's giving her a lift home uh, after um, a, a bit of uh, shooty violence at the party um, he's giving her a lift home please pull him over for just like not signalling when doing a lane change and um, I, I, I think it's in, yeah, it's in the trailer, this anyway. But uh, basically, through a confluence of circumstances, he gets shot by by the copper. He basically reaches into the car to grab his hairbrush, and the copper thinks it's a gun and kills him. Um, also, the tra- this trailered before um, A Star is Born for Us, and it's a very detailed trailer. You basically get everything from what I can tell. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't think I'd even seen the trailer. I knew of the film, but I haven't seen the trailer. Um, so basically, then she is the witness to this police shooting, like the only witness, and um, she's put before a grand jury. Uh, but her identity is also masked, so it's her trying to deal with this while not revealing to the kids in her white school that she is the witness um and all the while anthony mackie is a uh, is like the the kingpin in her neighborhood for whom this guy was working um so he's like don't say a fucking thing about me like to the grand jury or anything and it kind of goes on from there um and it's this it, it it's this really claustrophobic bizarre mix of kind of like high school coming of age drama with this really fucking, like, grown-up, here's what you do to have a voice 
but having a voice in a way which is appropriate in life. So it's not just protesting and, and you know, being, I suppose, like the, um, what people seem to be calling these days, the far left wing. Um, but instead being, knowing your rights and knowing how to protest, but being moderate within that. And it's very, very mature, very intelligent. Um, Common is in it as um, her, her uncle, who is a cop. And there is a scene that he has with her talking about this whole situation, which is pretty fucking incendiary. And if this film was getting more um, kind of noticed from an awards perspective, I could see him getting some best supporting actor buzz just because of the one scene. Um, It's very good. It's very long. It's two and a quarter. It's the length of A Star Is Born, basically, maybe a couple minutes shy, and yeah. there's there's a lot of characters in it, and and it kind of feels like it maybe could have done with a bit of trimming, but by the end, you know you've seen a satisfying story that does make you think, and isn't isn't quite as polemical as you think it's going to be. It's more balanced than that. And I appreciated it for it, and I think it's more impactful as a result. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a really, really good piece of work. Is the hate well, you give? Uh, uh, Isla wants to go and see it because she she loved the book. So oh, great! Yeah, no, she'll she'll have a, I'm, I'm sure she'll have a really good time with it. It's it was, yeah, it was really weird. The night when you saw it, um, I was I came up to. Um, to do something with his other homework, and she said, "Oh, have you seen uh, the hate you give? Because it's it's been made into a movie." And I was like, "Ah, no, that's weird. Actually, that Ian went to see it tonight." She went, "All right, is it out yet?" I went, no, I think it's out in a couple of weeks. Uh, she said, "All right, can we go and see it then?" I said, "Oh, yep, cool." And I, I completely forgot that she read the book last year. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd be intrigued to see your thoughts, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and uh, final one, very quickly. Uh, 20th Century Women, uh, which is on Netflix. Uh, it's not a Netflix original, but uh, directed by Mike Mills, who directed Beginners. Um, yeah. And I think he did Thumbsucker. Thumbsucker, we did yeah. Thumbsucker, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed Thumbsucker. Thumbsucker with the, the magnificence of Brian Cox having a masturbatorium. Wow, that's just good shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, it, 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 it was good. Um, I wasn't as into the final 20 minutes as I was the rest of it, basically. Annette Benning is um, woman with, uh, a single woman with a son, uh, but her house, she kind of opens up to tenants, uh, tenants being uh, Billy Crudup and um, Greta Gerwig, um, and her son is friends with Elle Fanning. She sleeps over at his house but doesn't have sex with him, but she seems to have sex with everybody else, and... Uh, yeah, he's not happy about that um, because he doesn't really have a male presence in his life and doesn't really know women either. Annette Benning kind of asks Greta Gerwig if, and Elle Fanning if they can kind of teach him about modern women and how to treat modern women and whatnot. And it kind of goes on from there. Um, Annette Benning, very, I mean, the whole cast are actually really good. Uh, it, it's really interesting visually as well. Um, 
Mike Mills is a director who literally at one point puts on um, sequences from Kwaniskatsi um, on 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 it and says Kwaniskatsi directed by and I can't remember the name of the guy who directed it, but has shots from that and then does kind of like apes shots from that with his actors and it's almost like what what exactly are you trying to do here? Are you trying to say that you are? You are doing Kwaniskatsi. I I don't quite get what that is. Um, But yeah, it's good. It's not amazing. It does very feel much like the kind of thing that Annapurna Pictures would finance. And that's one of the reasons why this week it's been reported in the media that they're in some weird financial trouble. Because they finance films like this that make absolutely no money but everybody feels very good about themselves when they release it um but i i i enjoyed it it's on netflix it's it's worth a watch but it's also like an hour and 50 minutes long and could have been shorter daddy didn't get a billionaire by losing money did did you hear about that um I was going to mention it actually as a question for the show if I wasn't going to be on, but did you hear about that Annapurna picture as well about the the Fox guy yes. that was like it was days from being shot and it had like an insane cast like Margot Robbie was in it and like a bunch of other people, um, including Rupert Murdoch was going to be played by Malcolm McDowell. And then literally like a week before it got shot, the whole thing got closed down and all the financing, financing, Financiers, is that the right word? Yeah. Um, all out of it. That's a. I'd fucking love to know what's happened there. It's really shady. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's that stinks of Fox is going through a huge, a huge uh, merger, and bits of it are being sold here and bits of it are being sold there, and we cannot have this. So somebody has said we cannot have this. I'd love to know who that is. Yeah, I mean the, the thing is with Annapurna, just on a, a on a bit of a tangent while we're talking about it. I mean it is fascinating because it's like they spent thirty eight million dollars on the Sisters Brothers, the new Jacques Odiard film, and mm. it's like you spent thirty eight million dollars on Jacques Odiard directing a Joaquin Phoenix and Joe, John C. Riley western. Can, can I just point out that thirty million dollars is the same as the budget on A Star Is Born? Yeah, well, there you go. Like Vice cost six, I think sixty-eight million dollars, and it's like you know, and it's like okay, cool. A lot of film fans are really looking to forward to Vice. Is anyone else looking forward to Vice? Yeah, that's got that's not having a that's not making its money back in the first week. Is no, it? I mean that, that that's it. You know, I mean it's like and God bless Megan Ellison because she is fucking mm-hmm. fighting. She is fighting the good fight. Mm. To be fair, David Ellison is the head of Skydance Productions. They co-financed Mission Impossible Fallout this year. You know, it, it's it. I, I don't know, like that's a really, really fucking good film as well. And it makes money. And, you know, I I don't know. It's like spend money appropriately. I mean, um, they lost a shitload of money on Detroit last year as well. And I, you know, like I say, she's fighting the good fight. And, you know, but uh, as you said, you don't become, you don't become a billionaire by fucking losing money. (laughs) Yeah. 
Anyway, yep. I'm done. Uh, have you got any Thor's now? I've no, I've watched about half an hour of Asara is Born from 1976, and that's it. I'm, I'm just I'm a listener right now. All right, cool. Then you can listen to me <laughs> while about a few films left. Um, Good. But um, watched the Faculty, which is 20 years old this year, um, and completely forgot uh, until about halfway through it that it was directed by Robert Rodriguez, which is mental. Um, mm. The Faculty. It holds up. It's still quite a lot of fun, actually. Um, I had a good time with it. It's, you know, Elijah Wood, Josh Hartnett, Jordana Brewster, Clea Duval, Laura Harris. It is like a who's who of 1998. And it's also a, where the fuck are these guys now? Of 1998. It's a fucking time capsule of a cast. Yeah, it it literally is. It's like, they were so hot right then. And now, what are they? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, fucking Elijah Wood just just kind of like does whatever the shit he wants because he made some sick bank off the Lord of the Rings movies. Josh Hart and it kind of wanders around going, I heart throb at one point. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a it's an odd one, but yeah, I had a I had quite a lot of fun actually rewatching the Faculty. It's it's a bit mental, um, and it's. It's, the CG is ropey as fuck, but it's fun. It strikes me as the kind of film that is an absolute product of his of its era. Oh, and that, era, and that era is a bad era, but somehow it's kind of nice in that way. Like I've not rewatched it for a long time, but I get the feeling I'd I'd like it and I'd like being I'd enjoy being back in that time while watching it, sort of. Um, yeah. It, probably more, probably more so than a lot of others from that era. Like I don't know, generic director. It's not a director necessarily. I get on with that well all the time. He's very hit and miss for me. Um, but it, it's weird that he made this movie at this um, at this time. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I, I, I had some fun with it. Um, rewatched uh, without a panel. Can, I, can I just say about the faculty? I, yes, I I don't think I'll ever rewatch the faculty because the the body the horror aspect seriously as I get older body horror just becomes more of a more more and more of a thing for me. But the two things I remember from the faculty are the offspring fucking blaring while the dimension logo <laughs> says that it goes at the start. Of course, and yeah. that fucking yeah. bad ass shot of Robert Patrick with his arms folded in front of the fucking sprinklers, looking sinister as fuck. Yes. Which basically was literally all of the marketing was that shot. Uh, yeah, and like just it. Oh my god, that is some that is some fucking good times. And the the, the thing aping sequence is fun as well. But it just I don't know body horror man. I, yeah. I, 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 see, I see, see the thing is the thing that attracts me back to a potential rewatch as well is is not just that it's a body horror, but it's a body snatcher horror. And I do love a body snatcher. Like, I do love a body snatcher film. Yeah. That whole paranoia thing of, you know, it, 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 what if everybody, what if I was the only one left? Like, that's something that's terrified me since I was a kid. So anything that has an element of that is always quite enjoyable. It's why I like the Stepford film so much. Not the more recent one, but the older ones. I can, uh, take, the, the I, weird... I can take body snatchers, just not little fucking fishy things fucking taking you, <laughs> you over, going into you and shit. Nah, not having it. <laughs> the weird thing is that the, the, the rewatch of that all came from last week a discussion on this very show about Josh Hartnett's hair 
Very good. Um, yeah, that guy needed a comb. He did need a comb. Um, I also rewatched that uh, without a paddle because I rewatched that a paddle at least once a year because I, I will somebody be really happy. Uh, absolutely <laughs> not having it <laughs> Because somebody has to. Because somebody has to. <laughs> yeah, that, that's somebody, it, 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 it's me. It literally is. It, it, it's on Netflix and somebody must go, somebody's watching this again. <laughs> Yeah, Do you yeah, watch it because you're worried that if you don't watch it, nobody will, and they'll take it away. Maybe, yeah. Is, is that how um, like films disappearing off iTunes works? And it's like Mark's just terrified of it. Mark's not watched it. Yeah, that, that, I think that's exactly what it is. And they go, nope, nope. Somebody's watched it. Somebody's watched it. It's from the same IP as it was last year. I love that the idea that at iTunes HQ on New Year's Eve, they'll <laughs> somebody will sat there and they'll go. Guys, Mark hasn't watched Without a Paddle this year. Well, we're going to have to get rid of it then. He must be dead. Switch it off. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's downloaded it now. <laughs> okay. Another year safe for Without a Paddle. Yeah. Up and the price Matthew to 4 Matthew Lillard gets a check for like eight cents and goes, Pits, <laughs> we're eating this year. Oh, fucking hell, that's funny. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, in 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 my continuation of uh, of, of watching uh, iTunes Chevy Chase movies, which I am entitling "The Chase Around," um, I watched Memoirs of an Invisible Man, which I've I bought. never fucking seen this, and I feel like I should see it before next week, just in case he does the fucking score as an encore. Um, what? I don't think he did the score for it. Is this a Jonathan? Jonathan? Is John this a John Carpenter Is yep. it John Carpenter movie? Yeah. Yep. He doesn't do the score for it though, but oh. bits of it do sound like he has had something to do with it as well. But yeah, John Carpenter uh, directs it. Yeah. What? You can tell John Carpenter directed it. What? Why did I not know that? <laughs> Fuck me! Really, this is a John Carpenter directed film. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I need to watch it. Shit! Let's do that. What I will say is, it's very worth watching. What I will also say is... Not for the right reasons. CG holds up. The the, the effects hold up brilliantly. Fuck off. Fuck off. They they, they genuinely do. As long as the effects hold up better than the Photoshop on the poster... Yeah, they do a lot better. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm renting this bastard this week. We'll talk about no, it in mate, Manchester. It's on Prime. It's on fucking Prime. It's on Prime, yeah. Oh, I bought it for five ninety nine on iTunes, but that's because I'm buying every Chevy Chase movie that is on iTunes, and I'm calling it the Chase Around. And then once I bought all of them, I'm writing to iTunes saying, "Dear iTunes, put my fucking Chevy Chase on." Nice, no, a good plan. It's funny yeah. farm on it's funny farm on there. I don't know. I've, I've got seven so far. Yeah. And funny far, funny farms on there. And now you just said that you're going to buy all those films. You're going to have to buy Funny Farm. I'm going to buy it next. That's that's this week's. That's week, the least week funny film there. you've ever seen. Excellent. Yeah. So that'll be I'll be talking about that next week. Um, I also watched um, Downsizing, a movie that um came out like a a a wet fart really didn't it? it 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 did um excuse me if i mute because i'm gonna pee i'm just gonna be honest and say i'm gonna pee instead of trying to hide it 
Yeah, just to be honest, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, downsizing. Um, it's not the film it is in the trailer. It's just not. For a start, um, how like I'm going to mildly spoiler at this, but no, how likely are you to spend mm. two and a quarter hours with downsizing? Um, downsizing is directed by what's his face, Alexander Payne. Yeah, so no. Right, then I can spoiler it mildly for you. Ian's peeing, so he doesn't get to what it is it. But Donna wants to watch Fine, it. Wait. Uh, Yeah, Donna wants to watch it, but I think I already know what you're going to say anyway. Is it that Kirsten Wig doesn't go down with it? 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I swear it's in one of the trailers, bud. After 20 minutes, that's it. She's basically not in the movie anymore. And it's two hours, 15 minutes long. Yeah, because that's not how it's held, is it? What I will say it's is... In the, it's in one of the trailers that she doesn't go down there with yeah. it. Is it? Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, what I will say is, the film it is, up until then, seems like that would have been a lot more interesting than the film it becomes after that, with the exception of the fact that when he goes into downsizing thing and he has to downsize his lifestyle because of things... Uh, and he, he doesn't end up being rich like everybody else that's down there. The person who lives above him is uh, called Duchamp, and he is Christoph Waltz playing a Serbian smuggler uh, whose sort of companion who lives with him in this massive penthouse is played by Udo Kia who is the captain of a mini boat, a mini yacht, sorry. Uh, I genuinely would watch a movie of them two mm. any day of the week, of just their, their adventures. The problem is, we don't get their adventures, we get Matt Damon's. It's... Mm. There's interesting stuff going on, I just don't care, is what I would say. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's it, if you're thinking it's going to be a a bit of a a romp about being little people, it's really not. It's it, it, it tries to tell weirdy issues, but you just don't care. You just don't care because you want to watch Christoph Waltz and Udo Kier being aging party boys. Just on that, um, you've just reminded me of something there. Um, I'll just make a very quick recommendation in case nobody's not seen it. Mark, have you ever watched um, the TV show of um, Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse just going fishing? I think it's called Gone Fishing. No, I've not. Okay. I won't say too much about it, but Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse go fishing in it, and for half an hour... They sit by a lake in complete silence and just have very small, very quiet conversations. And it is the most beautiful and fascinating thing on TV, like, in years. It's fucking amazing. Uh, anyway, just remind me of that. Watch that. It's amazing. I think that might be on That might be on iPlayer, actually. It will be, because it's BBC, yeah. It's just so peaceful and lovely and... 
just two, you know, guys of slightly older than us, but you know, two guys of a certain age just sat there sort of enjoying each other's company. It's just the fucking best thing. It's so watchable. But no, yeah. I'm gonna watch that. Um that's it. Um, so I, I think we're going to be on Monday. Are you staying with us for this, Noel, or are you... I will disappear because I'm going to probably go and watch Monday with Adam at the cinema next week. And so I'll let you know my thoughts uh, next week when I see you in Manchester. Very right, good. Well, thank you very much for, for joining us. Uh, and uh, we, you, will, will you be joining us again very shortly, won't you? Yeah, we'll be recording live next week, hopefully from a venue that I have emailed them about and now we'll try and sort it out this week so yeah nice very nice join us uh, and uh, we shall speak to you soon speak soon enjoy the show lads bye bye bud cheers Manly is a apparently is an action or horror film uh, who the fuck said Wikipedia. that that's what the Wikipedia says hmm <laughs> um it's directed by Panos Cosmatos, stars Nicolas Cage, uh, Andrea Riseborough, Linus Rush, uh, and some other people. Bill Duke is in it. Yeah, Bill um, Duke's in it for a fucking scene. Yep. Uh, produced by Elijah Wood. Um, yep. Set in 1983, mm-hmm. um, in the Shadow Mountains, mm-hmm. um, and... Nick Cage's character, Red Miller, um, is a, a logger, uh, and it's quite hard to explain the plot of this movie. It is... Oh, fucking... All right, the first hour of the film concerns itself with Nicolas Cage's Mrs. Mandy, who likes yeah. fantasy novels and looks like a fucking skeleton. Um... And she catches the attention of Linus Roach, and then he tries to kidnap her. Second half is Nicolas Cage getting revenge slowly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this movie is over two hours long. Should I put that out there now? Mm. Um, Ian, what do you think of Mandy? Because everybody seems to love it, right? Nicolas Cage has, lot, has made a lot of mad stuff over the last few years, and mm. people didn't really seem to give a shit. Like, Mum and Dad, Drive Angry, fucking, I don't know, Pay the Ghost, whatever, and fuck, Left Behind for Christ's sake. But because Mandy ha- looks nice and has a score by Johan Johansson, everybody thinks it's amazing. Um, I'm not, again, as I said earlier, I'm not having it. No. Mandy is the Emperor's New Clothes. It's a film which has moments which I enjoyed, but is two hours long and has an awful lot of stuff where I sat there thinking, I don't care. I don't care. Every now and then. There's some car lights that come out of red mist that look like demon eyes but then turn out to be a car and I'm thinking that's an interesting visual. There's... uh, I I don't know. I like Nicolas Cage drinking vodka. Mm. 
you know, but I also liked a lot of this. I, I liked Nicolas Cage doing the hokey cokey in Mum and Dad, and you don't see that film getting five star reviews. Um, I, I don't know. It feels like a film that people who felt they weren't allowed to like a Nicolas Cage film for the last 10 years can suddenly say they like a Nicolas Cage film because it's pretty. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm quite with you on this. Um, I was pretty bored. Um, by yeah, it. There's, there's large stretches of boredom. Um, because it's, like you say, there's there's some there's some there is some nice uh, striking visuals is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they, there are there are, there are moments in this film that are are like that's fucking interesting moments. Yeah, yeah. but it's forty minutes too long. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which I would say it's you, you could cut out a good forty percent of this movie and have a of a much much better movie um also as well it's we're not crazy nick cage is a new thing and just because it's put into a crazy film like you say doesn't make it more doesn't make it okay i'm not saying it's not okay at other points but it's a bit like I don't know. It's a bit like people are allowing themselves to like a Nick Cage movie rather than just liking a Nick Cage movie. That, 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 that's exactly what it is. And because they're allowing themselves to like a Nick Cage film for the first time in a decade, it's suddenly holy fucking shit. Yeah. And it's... It, it's it said that there was the, the promise there's some really fucking... That's, it, the, 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 the him staring at the fucking camera covered in fucking blood at the end he's in he's a fucking great visual great visual it's fantastic the problem is like you said there is long swathes of this movie that are really fucking boring it's I don't know and it's interesting as well this whole concept of fridging you know the um, killing off the the woman so that the man has something to fight for is a thing that has been really, really criticised, especially over the last year or two. Yeah. And this film is a prime example of it, and no one is fucking saying anything about that. It's, you know, if you're going to have a problem with that, be consistent. In the end of the day, this is a film which gives Andrea Riseborough a couple of speeches at the start which seem to give her character more depth than she actually has, because basically after the first hour... She's been fucking burnt alive, and now it's just Nick Cage getting revenge. I, yeah, it, and, uh, and as well, I will say it is. It's while she's delivering the, these speeches. For instance, there's the one about the is it Finches or something like that. Let's say it's Finches. It's it's a small bird. The, the, her dad getting the fucking the yeah. bag of yeah yeah yeah. I'm, I'm watching that going. It. Right, Panos Cosmatos is the type of the type of person that, that if you were out on a night out, he'd start telling a story and you'd be there nodding and you'd be thinking, I'm going to finish this drink before he's told this story. And I'm not going to wait till he's finished telling it before I go and get another one because I, I want him to know that I care that little about the story he's telling that going and getting another drink is more important to me. Sure. 
it's it things I went, all right, okay, that don't make sense. That's not a story you tell. Mm. It's it it doesn't add anything to the character at all. It's just it's it's warbling. It's waffling. Yeah, yeah, it's, I know. Yeah, it, it, it's it's waffling of the highest order. And just because it's in an art house film doesn't give it any semblance of depth or poetic um, license or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's crap. Yeah, I mean that. that I don't know. It, it's, it's glacial. But for no real reason, and it, it, it's like the whole the fact that the Cheddar Goblin has become a meme, and it's like I don't I don't get that. Like because I'd heard about the Cheddar Goblin going into it, it's like what the fuck? Mm. Right, okay, Cheddar Goblin, Cheddar Goblin. What is that fucking biker guy with the spikes supposed to be the Cheddar Goblin? And it's like he sees the advert about the Cheddar Goblin, and then it's not in it again. It's like where, was that was that it? And it literally feels like a film where people just haven't seen Nick Cage films for 10 years, but they've mm. heard about how weird Nick Cage films can be. And then they've watched this and they're grasping onto everything. And like, yeah. you know, and just, I don't know. I mean, I will say, I really, really liked, and the film almost, I, I almost thought the film was actually taking the piss out of itself at one point, where Linus Roach is just talking at Mandy for about 10 minutes or so. And then he's just got his dick out in front of her, like going like embrace me or whatever. And she just laughs at him. Yeah. And then as soon as that happens, it's like, she's a whore. I'm going to fucking burn the shit out of her. And you're a dickhead. I'm, you know, I'm going to make you watch. And so, and it's like the, the first hour of the film has been so concerned. with building up his character in this hold that he has with his followers, and yeah. then it's just like, but as soon as someone laughs at him, he can't take it. And then, but then it does it at the end as well, where it's like he's in that fucking red, whatever the fuck that is. And I mean, obviously, it's supposed to be Nick Cage tripping balls, and I, mm. I, you know, I understand that, but he's still there naked, unless this entire thing has just been a trip. And in in in, in which case, what the what the fuck was the point of any of the second half then? Um, but he's there again. And again, it's like, God chose me. I am his light, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as Nick Cage tries to attack him, it's like, don't hurt me. I, it, and it's just, it's the same thing again, except first time it was like sexual humiliation. This time it's physical humiliation. And it's it just like, okay, I get the point. Why? It's, this isn't, this isn't clever. It's not that funny. It was funny when Andrea Riseborough laughed at him, but now it's just this again after an hour of... I mean, what the fuck even happens in the last hour? It's just like Nick Cage walks somewhere, has a fight, walks somewhere else, has a fight with some evocative music and some moody lighting. Well, that's it. What I expected was, for a start off, um, I, I was amazed when I looked at the runtime and went, holy fuck, this is two hours. Yeah. I thought I, I just assumed it'd be ninety minutes long, mm. and that's wrong to assume that. But I just assumed it'd be ninety minutes long because these type of movies should be ninety minutes long at, at the most. Yeah. Um, and then it, I thought, right, what we're getting is well, a bit of build up. Rise Bruce character 
he's killed, and then we get Crazy Nick Cage fucking Revenge Rampage. And that happens, but we it never gets up enough momentum to carry itself. It's like, right, he's going to rampage now. Oh, uh, okay, this is a slow rampage. This isn't a rampage. This is, like you say, this is a... I'll do that. I'll do that. And I'll, I'll do that. And I'll take that. And I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And it just feels a little bit... I don't know. The thing is, I have a feeling like if I'd have watched this 10 years ago, I'd have probably got a lot more out of it. But... Yeah. That Now I'm at the point where I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit like, okay... I'm fine with Art House. I'm fine if you give me a Neon Demon or an Only God Forgives. Things like that. Things where I can look at it and go, all right, might not make sense, like Only God Forgives, but fuck does it look good. And yes, it, 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 it knows what it is. I don't think Mandy knows what it is. I think Panos Cosmatis thinks he's saying something, and he's just not. He's just not. It's, it is just the guy who's got interesting eye. Which is fine, but it can't carry two hours. Yeah. It just can't. No. It's, it's boring. And, and it, it, it is one of those where I'm like, that's cool. If you if you liked it and you got something out of it and you enjoyed the visuals, that's fucking great and all power to you. But do not try and convince me that I have missed something because I haven't. It's just I haven't connected with it in the same way as you might have connected with it. And, and that, that's fine. But it's it, it's bobbins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it is, uh, and it, it's disappointing. I mean, the thing is, I don't think it's one of the worst films of the year. I don't. There, there are enough moments and enough interesting visuals, and I really like the score. But in terms of like build up, it will probably be my most disappointing film of the year. Yeah, it is. I was very disappointed. I, I was incredibly worried when I looked at the runtime and went, shit, this is t- two and a bit hours. Mm. Uh, at that point, I went, oh, that trailer can't carry two and a bit hours. Oh, I'm worried now. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, sad, I'm, I'm shit on it. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I really wish I wasn't, but it just... You know, I'm not going to say it's touching cloth because it's it is two hours long. If it was 80 minutes long, I'd be going touching cloth and maybe even definitely not shit, depending on what they cut out. But it just it's it's a film which literally has scenes stretched out so long that if they played at normal speed, the film would be 80 minutes long. Yeah, it, it just yeah. I I don't know, just like the whole. What was the point of Linus Roach just fucking talking and talking and talking and talking and talking when it doesn't mean anything because as soon as anyone threatens him, he fucking cowers. I, I, I just, I, I, yeah, I don't get it. it. It, it is shit. It is a shit film. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is a very shit film. Uh, and it, our audience, I'm actually quite surprised about this. Actually, our audience poll definitely not shit. Thirteen percent. Mm. Uh, touching cloth, thirty-eight percent. Shit, thirty-eight percent, and Geostorm, eleven percent. That's I'm it. Quite I, and yet, 
all you've heard is praise. I, I, it just, it's odd. It's really it's odd. It's not that. It's the Twitter echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking hell, Timmy wants to get out of that motherfucker again. Yeah, right? no, he's on it. He's on it yep. again tonight. He's woken up a bit. Yeah. Um, questions. We do have a question, I think. Uh, Rich J. Kid, isn't it? Yep. Uh, Rich J. Kid at Rich J. Kid. Uh, as this week's question, feel free to answer all, some, or none of these. Um, so it's best slash worst film performances by a non actor slash actress. Uh, or what non actor slash actress who hasn't been in a film would you like to see in a film and what type of role? Okay, uh, Bowie, Manny Feltworth. That's a strong one. Um, Tom Waits in Seven Psychopaths. Good Came to mind. Oops. Sting in Lockstock. Um, oh. I'm joking. Um, I thought you'd mean if that film the worst. <laughs> oh, the worst? Yeah, actually, maybe, yeah. I was... Yeah. Um, or uh, Pink in Catacombs. Oh, fucking hell, that is a deep cut. As one of the worst, yeah. Don't even go by her own name, she goes by Lisa Moore in that. Uh, doesn't go by pink. Um, do you know what? Snoop Dogg was really good in training day, which is mental. Snoop Dogg was really good in training day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what is it one. Um, and in terms of the non-actors slash actresses who hasn't been in a film but you would like to see in a film. Oh, actually, no. Bet worst actors. What is it? Do you remember... Did you ever see the film Honest that starred the... Oh, Amazon? the All Saints, yeah. Man, that was shit. Wasn't that directed by Dave Stewart? Or did it I was dream directed that? by Dave Stewart. Yep. Yeah, it's that Dave Stewart and it starred, fuck hell, Nicola Appleton, Natalie Appleton and Melanie Black. Was Shaznay not, not in it? No, she wasn't. Shaznay wasn't in it, fuck. No. Did you ever see the film? Um, talking about just going through what is it? Because it reminded me of this. Did you ever see the film Face? That uh, Damon- yeah, yeah, the Antonio Bird one. Yeah. Damon. Oh yeah, Damon Albarn wasn't it? Wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. That, that wasn't actually that bad in that film. No. Yeah. I, it, was it Robert Carlyle as well? One. Robert Carlyle and Ray Winston. Yeah. I remember the cover being very yellow. Yeah, I, I did. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. That, it actually was quite a good film, that, actually. It's mm. a bit of a forgotten um, sort of 90s Brit flick, that. Antonia Burton, interesting one. She did Ravenous as well, didn't she? She did do Ravenous as well, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, man. That, that's an interesting little film, Og. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Priest was actually also quite good as well that she directed. What was Priest? Um, about a... Um, oh, that's really weird. Priest star um, uh, Linus Roach. Oh, there you go. Uh, it's it's about a uh, homosexual um, priest, um, and written by Jim McGovern. Um, and mm. someone goes to his confessional and um, confesses that they're sexually abusing, is sexually abusing his daughter. Oh wow! Um, and it goes from there. It's, it's quite quite cutting. I remember. Um, um, yeah, Linus that's... Roach is he the um, 
He made me fuck her, guy from Seven. No, Linus, that, no, that's um, Linus Rutch. Is it, it was the what is it? Um, was uh, what's it in Mandy? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, but isn't he the same guy? Who the fuck is that no, guy? No, that's that is the guy from Taken. Weirdly, yeah, yeah. All right. He's a fuck. What the fuck's his name? What's his name? He, he, he he's uh, Leland Dorsa. Leland Dorsa. Who at some point is going to get nominated for an Academy Award and people for Best Supporting Actor and people are going to have a full John Hawks moment and go, he's always been quite good actually, hasn't he? Fucking, I tell you what, I was thinking all the way through, he's fucking transformed himself, fair play. Because yeah. I was convinced, I don't know why, but I was convinced it was him. Right, what the fuck has Linus Roach been in? Bloody hell, he was Thomas Wayne in Batman Begins. Yeah, he's totally not the same guy, is he? No. He is totally not the same guy. No, uh, but yeah, but Priest was, was a good movie. Uh, Lars Roach, Tom Wilkinson, Robert Carlyle. Nice. Bloody hell. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Antonia Bird, she she actually, what did she make? She only made like a, a handful of movies. Mm. And but actually going back on it, they were all really fucking good. That's such a shame, that. He was in a few episodes of Corey was Linus Roach. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. All right, that's right. Composer, one credit. Fucking hell, yeah. So she, she made four movies. Ravenous, Face, Priest, and a TV movie called Care, which I have actually seen. So it starred Stephen McIntosh. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. So, uh, well, going back to, 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 to uh, non- Actors who you'd like to see in in, in actual films. Um, or worst, can we put the entire career of Vinnie Jones in uh, worst? So it doesn't specify musicians. I wouldn't say the entire career. Can we just put it in because he's a prick? <laughs> well, yeah, you can do that. Leland Dorser okay. is an interesting looking dude. Who? Leland Orser. I love the he fact did. he's... Sorry, I'm, I'm going down the fucking rabbit hole here. I like the fact that in Seven he's credited as crazed man in massage parlour. Yeah. He's also cropped up in so many things as well. But he's Dr. Linus in... What the fuck was that thing? I just saw him credited as Dr. Linus in Touch, the TV series. So someone else has got him confused with Linus Roach and then just thought, fuck it, I'm just going to call him Linus. <laughs> Go with it. Yeah. Uh, right, anyway, sorry, I'm going to get out of that rabbit hole. Worst, worst, worst. Um... Nah, I'm gone. My head's gone, sorry. I've always wanted to see Nick Cave in something as an actor. I'm sure he's probably been in something, but I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> Nick Cave. I know he's, he's kind of been in stuff, but he's always been... He's always been kind of Nick Cave or something like that. Mm. You know, he's in um, Assassination Jesse James, but he's literally just playing the piano. Yeah, yeah I'd like to indeed, see him. Yeah. yeah. Just I think it'd be interesting. <laughs> Whatever film you chose would be an interesting fucking film. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that, that, that was our only question. Uh, Ian, what are we covering next week? Fucking Leland Dawson's married to Jeannie Triplehorn. Is he? 
Good on him. Fuck, is he? Fucking hell. Fair play. Um, actually, I think she is in... Ah, uh, that makes sense. She's in his directorial debut that he wrote and directed. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, good. Yeah, fair play. Um, she hasn't, well, she hasn't done much recently. Yeah, so he wrote a film called Morning. Um, five days in the life of an American couple immediately following the accidental death of their child and everyday story of tragedy, loss, acceptance and hope and renewal. Um, starring Leland Orser, Jane Triplehorn, Laura Linney's in there, Kyle Chandler, Elliot Gould. Fucking hell, I might get this watch, actually. Fucking hell. Right, fair enough. Uh, right, okay, next week. Um, so, got a bit of a choice here, really, haven't we? Um, so, Damien Chazelle's new film, First Man. Yep. we got Drew Goddard's uh, Bad Times at El Royale. We were talking about Cabin in the Woods earlier on. Uh, on Netflix, Gareth Evans' new film, Apostle. Uh, it comes out tomorrow, as we record. And uh, Paul Greengrass's uh, 22 July uh, came out on Netflix this past Wednesday. Um, so... Yeah, we. I don't know. We we've got quite a lot we can potentially do. Um, is there anything you're thinking we'll definitely do? Uh, I know Becky very much wants to go and see um, Bad Times at the El Royale. Hmm. I'm guessing that you very badly want to go and see First Man. I mean, I'll, I'll probably go see both. In all fairness, so um, I can always talk about First Man. Um, well, I, I think I, Becky's not as fussed by First Man, so I'll probably go and see it on my day off. So. Excuse me. Um, we'll we'll at least be covering those two, and I'm guessing we'll all watch Apostle anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think Apostle kind of feels like something we can all get to, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. way to July. My only fucking hell, it's two and a half hours long. Uh, yeah, no, it's totally that, but it's Netflix, so at least you don't have to be in the cinema to watch it. Yeah, it does sound really fucking interesting, actually. That. Mm. I think I might get to that as well, yeah. Yeah, there's so actually, there, there's, um, on the LFF screener library, there's uh, a, like a, a, there's another film of it that's been been made that's literally called like U-22 July as well, which is a bit weird, but apparently it's uh, a very different film, so I might try and check that out as well and do a compare and contrast. That's a good idea, actually, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might be a bit depressing, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was episode two hundred and seventy-five. Um, one good, one not so good. Uh, thank you much to uh, Noel for joining us. Um, Bex will be back uh, next week. Um, is there anything we've forgotten, Ian? I think so. I think I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go and eat. To be nice. honest, yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll be. Talking next week and then the week after, uh, we'll be all recording together because we're we're going to to Manchester to watch John and Halloween. Uh, What a weekend that will be! What a pleasure! It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, So thank you much for listening, guys. Uh, At D A M I L. Oh, actually, no, I changed it back to Ian Lauren. At Ian Lauren. At Zufaz. At Bexy Faz. At Normella. Uh, we thank you much for listening and uh, check out our Instagram. Uh, 
as I said from Star is Born, I am going to start writing stuff on the website. I can't promise it's going to be good, but fuck it. I'm going to write it anyway. Good stuff. Uh, so, um, thank you very much for listening, and we shall speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>